שלום עליכם. My will is um, to be able to discuss any topic that I know that people are struggling with. And uh, there are many issues, many things that, uh, that people are scared to talk about. People don't want to find themselves confronting their own feelings and and emotions. I, um, I had a very deep uh, conversation with a friend of mine a few days ago, a person who went through severe trauma in his childhood. And um, first of all, he doesn't even remember most of the things that happened to him when he was a child. He was uh, hurt and abused by probably few family members sexually. And after you're being hurt one time, so your, your judgment is, uh, is being twisted and your heart and emotions are being torn to like to to four wings it's like you you lose yourself you don't know who you are anymore where where your fears are playing a role and where it's your true self what you really think what you what you really want it's like many of those uh, sick pedophiles um, said in testaments in trials that um, that the child that they were abusing was um, was enjoying it and even though we know that the child was terrified was scared, was threatened. Physically, it could have been that he was forced to reach a certain sick and horrible and painful level of physical satisfaction. But he was forced, he was raped, he was abused to get to that place. Now, when a child, when a person is being so hurt and so abused and so molested, it's so hard for him to go back to realize who he is and why he reacted in a certain way. I remember that once I read a, a book with a horrible testament from the days of the horrible days of the Holocaust on a, a, a Jewish child that was being raped on a daily basis um, in the camp by Nazi officers. Um, it was the man men's camp. There were no women over there. The 
horrific officers who wanted to find their satisfaction and they just abused the child. They were raping him all the time. But for him, that was the way to survive. It was an 11 years old child that didn't have no one to protect him, didn't have food. And he had to be part of that sick and painful, abusive game for his survival. Now that person survived the camps and poor child, and then he made Aliyah and he moved to the Holy Land of Israel and and he and he survived, but he had very, very hard life, very, very hard life. He was not able to to overcome that trauma and um, in his in his years he tried in his life he tried to 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 kill himself a few times and um, when he was around 50 years old something like that he had his first relationship with a woman and they became very 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 good friends and they had a very open and honest relationship because she had a certain background that was allowing her to to understand him to 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 feel him to to get some understanding about his condition now i have many friends students that i know that went through trauma that been hurt as children and those things when they happen god forbid to an innocent person they are twisting his mind and we as adults as responsible parents as friends as partners to life to people that might be hurt or even if it's ourselves we need to have buckets on buckets of compassion for those people we need to understand that that thing that happened to them broke their emotional structure in such a horrible way and put them in such a painful place of of guilt and and a dark confusion about their identity and many are falling from from the right path because of those crises of horrible thoughts and 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 painful memories or complete darkness dark stains on on their childhood that are holding them back from even remembering what happened who they are what they went through the main thing for us and i think it's very very important to understand is that there is a war in the world between the forces of darkness to the force of light. And we must fight for the good. We must stand together and protect the innocent. You have children trafficking today in thousands. Thousands of children are just being kidnapped or even being sold by their parents and being used as sex slaves or all sorts of 
sick, abusive, weird, um, forced relationships. People are being sold, children are being sold, women are being sold to use as, as slaves. As children for family that are families that are not able to to have children and they choose to buy children and those children are being kidnapped from their houses from the streets from kindergartens from schools from backyards from parks and they never see their families again we are not allowed, no matter what goes on in our personal life, to stand aside and not to protect the weak. That is not an option. No matter what you go through, no matter how hard your life is, no matter how painful are your struggles, you cannot let a situation as painful as rape or any kind of horrible violence against an innocent person to go quietly around you without you interfering and fighting and, and getting into the picture. Now, sometimes you don't know what to do, but it does not exempt you from the responsibility. Because if God, the creator of the universe, put you as a witness to a hard harsh situation, it's your responsibility to represent him as his messenger on earth and to go and do your godly work over there to assist. So sometimes you can do that thing on your own and you can go and fight and protect and defend and do your job and sometimes you need to report, sometimes you need to, to consult with another person to try to help from the side, by a third party, by another person, by the authorities, by the police, by another adult, by a family member. But the Torah and the will of the Creator is obligating us in 100% not to ignore the trouble of our siblings and all the world are our siblings you cannot say no i'm jewish so that's a christian story no if you judge things in that sick way and you're going to separate yourself from another group of people because you think that you are better than them or different than them you will also be blocked from all the bounty that is waiting and prepared and, and set for them means that, for an example, when the prophet wanted to rebuke King David on a certain thing that King David done, so he told him a whole story about a poor person who had one sheep, and that there was a rich person in that city, in that town, that wanted that sheep 
and that he came and, and forced the, the poor person, tried to force him to give him his sheep, and that poor person refused, so that rich person killed him. And then he asked King David, okay, what's your opinion on that? So King David said, that person is a murderer. He should be killed because he murdered another person for his sheep, for that animal. So the prophet Natan, Hanavi Natan, the prophet told King David, you're that man. You are that man that needs to be executed, that needs to die. And then he explained to him that all that tale that he heard about the wealthy person and the poor person and the sheep is all only a tale that presents another story. That King David was the wealthy person in that story. And that King David took something that was very precious to another person in a different way. That King David, while he heard that story, was not able to recognize, to put his finger on the purpose of that story. He couldn't realize that there is a direct, straight connection between what he did to what the, that person in the story did. So sometimes in life, a person will come to you and will ask you, you saw that person, you saw what he did, you saw the, 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 the Republicans, you saw the Democrats, you saw that white person, that black person, you saw those Jewish people, you saw those Christians. Like, he will ask you a question. And you're going to think that now we are talking about the white Christians, okay? But no, 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 we're talking about you, even though that you are a, a black Jew, okay? It's like Hashem works in mysterious and hidden ways to pull out the truth from your mouth. And then he will ask you, okay, so what's your opinion about that person? What do you think about Black Lives Matters? What do you think about the Zionists in Israel? What do you think about Bibi? What do you think about Trump? What do you think about... He's talking to you about you. He's asking you about your judgments. He's asking you about the trials that are hovering above your head. And if you're going to go wild and negative and angry and upset, oh, you need to kill him, oh, he needs to, whatever. Like, if, if you're going to get hard, they're going to get hard on you. And this is why a person always, 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 always needs to have compassion. Because you don't understand how complex and, and deep is this wonderful machine that the Creator created, the world. It's so big, it's so complex, and it reflects only one thing, and it's His godliness, His completion. Now you see something that hurts, you see something that, that is bleeding, something that is breaking. First of all, ask yourself, what's my role? What's my job? What's my mission? What am I supposed to do in that situation? The path of serving Hashem is not only to be nice and to be kind and to be a man of peace and understanding and loving and supporting. That's one side of the coin. But on the other hand, you need to be a warrior. 
You need to know how to fight the wars of Hashem. You need to bring down justice to the world. You need to fight to protect the poor. You need to conquer the Holy Land. You need to protect your siblings. You need to save the lives of those ones who are in trouble, in pain. That's also part of Avodat Hashem, of the way we serve Hashem. We're not serving only in the days. You have a certain effort that you put in the day time, and you have a different kind, type of work that you put in the dark time, in the nights. And you need to realize what Hashem wants from you. If He put you a witness to a horrible, to a painful situation, you don't have the privilege to ignore. It should never be an option for you to ignore. And if you don't know what to do and you're losing your mind and you, the risks are crazy and like there is a real danger here, there will be found a way if you will decide that you want to help. You'll find a way. You will pray for that. You will consult with your friends. You're going to go to your boss. You're going to ask another person. You're going to go to, the, to a police officer. You're going to call a lawyer. You're going to call to another person. Like... You're going to find a way. If you will want to do something, you'll find something to do. Even to, to give a compliment, even to say a, a word, even to, 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 to show some compassion, some love to that hurt person. To tell him, I know you're suffering. I suffered as well. I'm with you. I'm sorry. I'll give you a hand. Let's sit. Let's talk. Do you want to meet sometime? Let's figure it out. Go play basketball with them. Go play soccer with them. Go, go to the movies. Go to drink coffee. Tell him, let's go to Starbucks. Let's go this place. Let's go that place. Let's go to the park. Do you feel like jogging? Do you have, like, you're, you're riding bikes? Something. Be that person that you would want to have in your life to your surroundings. You must. You must be that parent that you needed your children. You need to be that partner to your soulmate that you know that that will bring happiness to your heart. You need to be that supportive and loving neighbor, caring person in the street. Like you want someone to care for you when you're in trouble or when your child, God forbid, is in trouble. The child of your neighbor is not different than your child. If you see the child of your neighbor different than your child, so you have, you, you have a big problem. You have a, a horrible problem in the way that you grasp life, that you see life. If you think that your life are, are, are more important, more precious than the life of another person, I don't understand what is the use of your life if that's how you run your life. There is an amazing story I read a few days ago. A friend sent it to me on the Baal Shem Tov. I don't remember all the details, unfortunately, but the Baal Shem Tov, the holy righteous man, a great, great grandchild of King David that lived around 250 years ago in Ukraine, that he was the head of the Hasidut, oh, a holy man, a holy man. He met with a woman, 
that she had a certain difficulty, a certain struggle, and she was so hurt, and and she was in such horrible pain. I don't remember all the details. I My schedule is sometimes so busy that I, in certain situations, I just look at things from above. I just like, I read fast and I, I don't always see it all through completely. That's the honest truth. So in that text, it was written that she was suffering from a horrible pain and sorrow and she regret on something, she had a certain bad feeling about something, and the Baal Shem Tov promised to her that he will take care of that thing, that he will bring things to completion, and that she should not be worried at all, and for an evidence for the fact that he's standing by her side and that she does not need to be worried, He promised to her that he will give her his share in the world to come. And then one of his students, and, and so when he told her, listen, I'm, I'm going to give you all my, my, my heaven, all my garden of Eden, all my, my world to come, she was relaxed by that. She heard that and she was eased. She felt like, okay, like, whoa, she'd been relieved. And then the a student or a friend of the Baal Shem Tov asked him, well, how could you promise something like that? Like, how can, how could you, could you pray? Like, how could you promise something? So, like, to give up on all your world to come for, for that woman. So the Baal Shem Tov said, who even cares about my world to come? If I think that in this world I'm able to bring some comfort and happiness to that woman, that I will think and save and protect my world to come, my eternal life, like and 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 not gonna help and not gonna assist that that poor woman in this lifetime. The, our perspective in this world, like oh man, I need to protect myself, my future, my world to come. You think that Hashem is cheap? You, sh- you think that the Creator is is cheap? That he. Oh no, you gave your world to come to that person, so now you will not have a share. Like, Hashem, the creator of the universe, He will not give you the, the maximum of bounty and, and eternal satisfaction for the world to come if, if you did good in life? Like, is there a way that our Father in Heaven will not defend and protect and heal and support and, and give us everything in the most generous way of them all, that you will now work all your life to protect yourself. There is no time for that. There is not enough time on earth for you to work all day long to protect yourself and to think about yourself. If you don't put your siblings, your, your surroundings ahead of you that they will be more important to you so I don't understand what the purpose of your life is sorry so main thing is to be strong 
to prepare ourselves not to be scared in times of challenges, always to be that person that you wish to have in time of trouble. To remember that innocent people, men, women, children, if, if you will not stand by their side, who will? Who will? And if you're that person that the Creator chose for that purpose, and you run away from that, so in my eyes, it's exactly like that you caused that trouble to that poor person. Because you were there, and you were able to save him, and you chose not to. So it's like you put his head into the water. If you looked on a drowning person, and you did not give him your hand, but you were able to give him your hand, it's like you were drowning him. You made him drown. You don't do that. It's foolish, it's awkward, it's evil. We need to go and we need to fight and we need to protect the weak. We need to save lives of innocent people, no matter who they are. As long as they are good and they are asking for help and they are in the need of help, you need to jump out of your skin and your comfort zone and to save lives of people. That's our purpose, that's our mission, that's our goal. For that we are alive, for that the Creator gave us life and strength and wisdom and power and connections and energy and, and advice and home and shelter and like cars and everything that you have is for that purpose. For you to be able to use all those amazing tools that you've been blessed with to go and help and assist others. I'm happy we spoke about it, it's important. Don't ever back off on your siblings, on children. Never, 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 never. You hear a scream, you see a broken look in the eyes of a person. If you will not show your compassion and your love, how do you want love and compassion of the Creator to shine upon you? Based on what? If you haven't done what you would wish to receive to your neighbor, how do you want the Creator to bless you with those great bounties that you're hoping for? I believe the message is clear. Now go to work. Bless you.